Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie Cation here. It is November or December, which means please do not donate to the Dork Forest this month. Direct donations should go to your local food bank. To do that, you would Google the words food bank and then the name of your town and then one will show up and then you will send them the $10 or the $100 or the gajillion dollars that you would have sent to me, Jackie Cation, to a food bank in your neighborhood. Anyway, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos works on my website, JackieCation.com. The DorkForest.com has all the notes, the link to the YouTube version of the show, which is just the the show is available on iTunes, and there's a player on DorkForest.com. But there's also a YouTube version of it if you can't listen to iTunes for some reason at work. But you can listen to YouTube, so knock yourself out. JackieCation.com has all the rest of it. If you want to support the show by buying Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts or Kwanzaa gifts, go to the merch page, knock yourself out. All the t-shirts, there's a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, there's Spooky Reading Girl, there is uh, Meat Shield t-shirts. The Meat Shield t-shirts uh, remain a charitable t-shirt that go to the ACLU, Black Lives Matter, and Southern Law Poverty Center. Uh, you can do that. There are also pins, Spooky Reading Girl and Meat Shield pins. Those are not yet available on the website because I haven't gotten it together. But email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and we'll figure it out. There is my calendar, which is available. You can see where I'm playing uh, stand-up comedy-wise. And I'm on the road a bunch in December this year. So feel free to come out and see me do stand-up comedy live. There are videos. You can watch me do stand-up comedy. You can see a clip of my DVD, This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux, which is available streaming or as a hard copy on the merch page as well. There is the Amazon banner. If you're going to order from Amazon, you can use the Amazon banner on dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com. It's just a portal. Sends you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the Dork Forest. Uh, there are premium episodes on Bandcamp. So it'd be the dorkforest.bandcamp.com, and they are probably a dozen episodes that are live. They cost me a couple of bucks to make, so I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some free episodes and uh, a storytelling album on that Bandcamp page. Help yourself. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Feel free to review it on iTunes if you like, or email me if you have any questions or problems, jackiejackiecation.com. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room, you guys, with comedian Jen O'Donnell. Hi. We have re-met, and every re-met. time you've told me what you do, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's what we did together. Because uh, my brain is a sieve. It's, and- yeah. It, but the good, I was thinking, like, I kept telling you the names of things, and you're like, oh, right, I know that. Oh, right, I've done that. Yes. But I feel like that's a good sign, because they're all, like, very, they're, like, female comedy names that, like, there's just so many that you can't keep track of them. So that's right. a really That's good a neat thing. thing. That's a neat thing now that there's a lot of women comics. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many shows that... Uh, and and so many podcasts. Now yeah. you have a podcast called Take Down the Patriarchy yes. with Solange Castro. Yes, I do. Solange Castro, go back Rangers and listen to a very exciting episode of The Dork Forest with Solange regarding salsa. She's still trying to get me to salsa dance with her. <laughs> and I can't like I don't know my left and right. Like no. that's where I start. 
she taught Andy in the backyard she afterward. <laughs> and I was like, no, that, that does look fun. Yep. Yeah, right. it does. I'm going to be over here. I'm jealous. I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit jealous. Dance. And who love to dance. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's good for you. It is. I and know. There's joy in it. Yeah, right. I had people, I have dancing dorks on and dancing dorks yeah. uh, have joy. They, you know, um, Caitlin Moran is what, like, she's one of my favorite, like, as a comic and as an author, she has a, um, a few books that I really love, but one she talks about how she was like, in my 20s, I was like, I have to learn how to surf, or I have to learn how to skate, but like, all of these things, yeah. and she was like, but what I really realized I love is that I just like to read books and eat bread with cream cheese on it, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I felt really, I was like, okay, this is okay, because okay. this is me. There is a future for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is hopeful. Yeah, nothing wrong with any of that. <laughs> Jen O'Donnell does stand-up comedy. You're going to want to follow her on Jen Odd. Yes. J-E-N-O-D-D on Twitter. And Jed Odd and the number one on Instagram. Because it had to happen. Yeah, you Your know, name's Jen O'Donnell. It is. And then it's jenodonnellcomedy.com. Yes. For, uh, like, you're you're going to, you do a web series? Yeah, so I do. I just started doing a web series called The Internet According to Jen. Oh, Where nice. I interview people. My first episode is up right now where I talk to a woman who started her own country. Interesting. A micronation. She's oh. a feminist micronation. It's My really, friend really TJ, interesting. who I just went to Vietnam, wants a micronation. She's like, I want a flag and everything. Oh, she and I was should. Like, I just got, so she just sent me my passport because she, I'm now the minister of media of the micronation. It's, I wish I brought it. It's like, it's really fun. Um, but I talked to all kinds of cool people. So I've got a bunch of stuff in the can and I'm releasing that all through. Uh, it's called uh, The Internet According to Jen and it's on jenodonnellcomedy.com. There you go. And then you do a stand up show uh, monthly that yes. I've done. Yes. And it is. Called the Ladies Room. Yes. Ladies Room at Three Clubs. It's super great. It's all female lineup. Yep. And we've actually got our two year anniversary coming up where our all female lineup of comics are all comics who also run shows with all female lineups. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the it's, Women Who Book Women show. Exactly. And if you are out there, gentlemen, thinking to yourself, well, there's no men, those are the rest of the shows. That's the rest of the shows. You're good. You're good. And also, reason, you are reason, invited to the ladies' room because you need to hear things that we have to say. Right. You come to the shows for sure, and you should. But yes. it's But it's always like... Yeah, you, there's you, you're already doing it. It's the reason that it's a freak show and yeah. that we have these things is because there aren't enough. Yes. So that's why the, that and that's why you're surprised that there are enough women comics who run their own shows uh, of all women comics. We're just trying that to you're going to have to have two the of them. Scales. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's so, all we're doing. And there's a, a lot of work to do. Right. So. Right. And we're plugging along. And Rangers well, you're are leading, on our side. You, you are leading, in my opinion. Well, I listen to Jackie and Lori. You guys are out there with machetes and getting cut up so that we can follow. Truly, I, follow like, us. Yeah, and the- like we're still like, should we? It's scary out there. Oh, it is scary out there. It's, uh, it's right. It's um, well, the good thing about being. Uh, the ute is that you're invincible. And so you, you just I hope so. Right. But here, your dorkdom made me laugh so hard <laughs> for it is reading and it is books. Yes, and so yes. everyone uh, just perked up. Yes. But uh, people you, love hearing about books. They, they really do. <laughs> and it's it, it's one of the Rangers' favorite. It is, kind okay, of topics. That's good, though. That's good to hear. Because I always compare it to when I talk about how much I read and how much I like reading. To me, it's like when people tell me how much they love going to the gym. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, great. Or watching like, you're sports or like a, a different. Shit. Or, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Some people get it in their heads. They get like, in, oh, like, oh, oh you're better than me. Got right. it. Have you ever 
belittled your own reading just to make them feel better? Yeah, all the time. Constantly going, oh, no, I'm not reading the great American novel. Yeah, no, I'm no. just reading. And it, it doesn't even matter, too. Like, I'll throw in a great American novel, but I'm just right, learning but to not... become just as proud of the other things, which is why I want to talk about sad books. Because... Sad books, you guys. <laughs> Tearjerker books. <laughs> uh, some people call it cichlet. Um, oh, now, it's got a name. Yeah, it's got a name. And... What's interesting about it is that it really isn't the only genre I read. Like, I love you know, sad books in general. I love cichlet as a genre. Um, I love. Wait, are people ill? People in cichlet, people are ill. Somebody's gonna <laughs> die. This is fiction. Someone has gone to the trouble to write compelling yes. narratives about people with terminal with terminal illness. illness. And I think I've heard of there's this. There's a big, it's really big in YA, in, in young adult. Oh, because all those morbid youth. Yeah. Yeah, the morbid teens but, are like. So I would, but like, there's an interesting thing. I, so I went to the library because I wanted to pick up some current YA okay. cichlet versus the cichlet I grew up with. Okay. So the first person I need to start off with at the top is Lurleen McDaniel. Lurleen. She's nailed it. Her parents. Lurleen McDaniel has written, I think, 70 titles. Um, Did she start this? You know, or you, is she the you first could say, big name? You could say she started it. I'm yeah. not sure. Like most, a lot of people will say, like John Green is a cichlid guy, but like Lurleen McDaniel was writing books about teenagers dying way before <laughs> you. <laughs> well, what about? Like, what about a catcher in the rye and a separate piece? So, and- yeah, separate piece I almost actually brought with me because there are... I just tried to reread that and it yeah. it murdered me. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, I, I didn't like it in junior high. This is not my literature. I am going to be as supportive as yeah. I can because safe space. Man. Yes, totally. Yep. But uh, but cichlet is not my... Yeah. So, especially if you're reading this when you're 14 and... Okay, I'm going to let you talk about yeah, it because okay, all I've heard yep. have been sort of it's, weird, quippy, stand-up-y things. Yeah, it's quite sad. Okay. Um, I mean, the idea uh, – so I was reading these books by Lurleen McDaniel. I was obsessed with them. Like my sixth grade teacher like brought my mom in for a special conference and yeah. she was like, yeah, like Jen reads a lot. That's great. I mean, is she – one, she thought I was lying about how much I was reading, right. but I was, I was, the truth is I was, right. I was lying and saying I was reading less than I was because I didn't want the kids to think I was weird. Right. But even that amount was too many. <laughs> Wait, that's exactly what I did yeah. in, in grade school and junior high. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I remember like, oh, in junior high, I was reading this book and, um, there were kids who were having lives yeah. during class as yeah. well. They were joshing around. Yep. Joshing around Jen O'Donnell. And, uh, they, what am I, Andy? Andy Kidler? <laughs> and so, but the, uh, um, the, the, one of the other kids in class said, Jackie's been reading this whole time. And the teacher said, yeah, but if I ask her the question, she knows the answer. Yep. So, and, they hated and it's you quiet, for it, right? The teachers did not mind the kids. Me. Oh, the kids did not enjoy it. Yeah. Me. Nobody but, wants, yeah. Yeah, nobody right. wants. They're it. like, Jackie's reading, but they're joshing around. Right. You know the answer. And I know the answer because yeah. it's not that hard. <laughs> one time my boyfriend, I'm sorry, he's now my fiance. I, ke- I can't, it's new, it's fresh. He'll get it's offended fresh. if I don't. Congratulations. Correct it. Thank you. Good luck. Um, he came home once and I literally, I was trying to finish, um, uh, Ready Player One, because the sure. movie was coming out. Yeah. So I had it in my, I was listening to it, 
at double speed because I wanted to finish it Audible. before. On, yeah, well, actually, mm-hmm. I use Overdrive because it's free. Okay. So Overdrive is an app through the public library. So oh. you can get books for free like Audible, but the only thing is, is then you have oh, to kind of wait for things, which is like, it's good and bad. Wait a minute. I thought that the the Audible books uh, from the library were from Audible. They are not? Um, I don't know. They're from know. Overdrive. Who, it, who read it? Uh, did Will Wheaton read it? You know, I don't think it, well... I should know this, but I don't. Okay. I no would worries. assume that it, usually when you get the, I mean, they're, they are like usually by the author. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I think okay. it was. Anyway. Well, I think Ernie Klein wrote Ready Player oh, One. Oh, that's who but, it was. Um, yeah. And, and um, I don't know. I like how you call it because it's Ernest Klein, right? But you call him Ernie he's Klein. Been, he's been on the Dork Forest. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, his dorkdom was uh, being used Ernie the Klein. the same microphone as me. Uh, no. No, these uh, are new. This is the special. Uh, this is a brand new setup, uh, sadly. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're set up late. But I got to see his DeLorean. He bought one Whoa. of those DeLoreans and he put a fake uh, flux capacitor. He must be a really interesting guy. He's a nerd. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. He's a dork and a yeah. nerd see, and a See, I delight. was going to say, I'm more of a, I think, I don't know, I'm more of a, a dork than a nerd or a geek, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I use them inter- You inter- do? Because I, it's I called Dork Forest because of alliteration. Oh, right. It makes, uh, yeah, yeah, it makes from, sense. So yeah. it's almost like it's all-encompassing in a way. It really is. Yeah. It's essentially, were you pushed around? Were you mocked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we're going to talk about whatever that is. But I'm, um, cu- I'm cutting into your yeah, sad Okay, time. I'm sorry. Yes, because real quick, I'm listening to Ready Player One uh, on double speed, and I'm reading a book at the same time when my fiance comes in. And he was like, this isn't even possible, and you need to stop. Um, okay, so, Cichlid. So Lurleen McDaniel was the one I was obsessed with. Um, her what has books, she written? Okay, these are just a few titles I okay. grabbed. Mother, Please Don't Die. She Died Too Young. Why Did She Have to Die? Don't Die, My Love. What? They all died. They all died. Well, there was one called Someone Dies, Someone Lives. <laughs> <laughs> when did she write these books? So all through, it's about, it's a kind of 90s. Okay. Maybe or even late 80s, too. Um, she had written, I mean, when I was reading them, they were coming out. So this was the nineties and that's the thing. So every time we'd have like a scholastic book fair, Mm -hmm. my reading teacher would be like, there's new Lurleen McDaniels in, I got them brought in just for you. So I would like, I would just eat them up and there's 70 of them. Like she's written and she hasn't stopped either. Wow. Wow. (laughs) People are still dying. You guys are still dying. Okay. So talk to me about what makes you love Lurleen McDaniel. I just reread one because honestly, like, I read, I generally read now contemporary fiction, and I right. tend to like the sad ones. Right. Light Between Oceans, something where I'm going to really get a good cry in. And I reread. Yeah, Maria Bamford wanted to know, is she not yeah. crying about real things? And I was like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is to get it's, the cry it's out. It's to get the cry out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's something about reading about death that makes you feel alive. <laughs> you know? Like. <laughs> Um, Have you read uh, Laurie K. Martin's book? No. You know what? I'm kind of saving it for when I need it. (laughs) You know? Like I, it'll be a good reread. I've when you experienced read it. a lot of sickness in okay. my life, and not a ton of death. And Actual so, death. when I read her, when I read the blurb, and I know you mm-hmm. know what it's about, I'm like, this is going to come in handy during a really hard time. I bet. Okay. So I'm kind of saving it, <laughs> which Fair sounds enough. really it does sound sick. really sick. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so sick. 
<laughs> but that's fine. Um, okay, so Lou okay, Lane. So yeah, what was I just gonna say? So oh, I reread it. Yeah, because I like I downloaded it on my Kindle because I have my iPad where I read books, I have my Kindle where I read books, and then I have OverDrive on my phone, and then I have my public library books that I get. Right. Yeah. Sure. So. Sure. Um, and then I brought pictures of my bookshelf at home so I could show you like how it works. You know. Yeah. yeah Top yeah. shelf. Where you know that's where that's where they say Mama keeps the cookies. You know, like oh, the right. good stuff. <laughs> So I'm like, don't touch this one I brought right here. Is this one is a top shelf book because this is the one from my youth that like when I read it, I was like, someday I will write a sad book. It was this book. It was this book. Yeah, this exact book. And and this copy. And this, this exact book. copy. When I found it in my like This old is a staff, novel by Barbara Park. Yes. Who she's written, she wrote like the Bailey School Children. She's a really familiar author. A lot of the stuff she writ- has written isn't really as dark as this one was. When her brother Mick is killed, <laughs> Phoebe Hart's world is suddenly turned upside down because she's a child. Uh, how could someone like Mick die? Mick was one of the neatest kids you'd ever want to meet. He was the kind of kid who freaked his mom out by putting a ceramic eye on a defrosted chicken. What a joker. A joker. <laughs> and who would ever forget the wild dance solo he performed in front of the whole school because the music got in his pants. Mick was the kind of kid everyone liked. The kind of kid who, if he'd only worn his bicycle helmet, would still be alive today. <sighs> If only. There he is riding in there the clouds. Can you see right there? there I did not uh, see Mick riding so, in the clouds. What it, like, this is what it is. I, it, this is what I think attracted me to this kind of writing. Is like, she starts this out with like, just let me say right off the bat, it was a bike accident. And she's like, I thought, you know, I didn't want to make you cry. It's not a tragic story, but he's dead. Oh, and I just felt like it was so, like for an adult to be so honest about... Oh death in about the reality of life and to to talk to kids like that right felt really refreshing that's what it is yeah and so the the, when i opened up the lurleen mcdaniel one i read it there's a one of the um series is called the don rochelle series yes don rochelle has leukemia um and in the first i reread the first book yeah and i was like i just out of curiosity i wonder if like it still does it for me right (laughs) And so I, 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 this weekend I like opened it up on the couch and it's, you know, 150 pages. Right. So within 45 minutes, I'm across, sitting across from my fiance and he was like, oh my God, I was in tears. Like, <laughs> I was like, she still got it. She still got it. Right. And it's it, a reread. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's a reread and it's for 13 year olds and right. I'm 32. Right. I think. Right. 31. Yeah. And so. When I was reading it, the thing that I was reminded of was Mm -hmm. how refreshing it was when, you know, like, the the girl finds out that she's sick. They talk about what leukemia is. They talk about what the treatment is. They talk about the other kids who are sick. And then she goes back to class. Yeah. Where nobody understands, and she still has a crush on this guy, and she still doesn't fit in. Yeah. And so there's something that was like cathartic in a way about escaping to a world where this problem is so much worse than you'll ever have to deal with. Right. Or like that you'll read this book and you're like, well, now I'm invincible. Like, right. Like this is real. And, and so I read this actually about cyclic because it's controversial. Like people are like, why would you want to tell? Why would you? And a lot of these that I found in the library today are about suicide, which was right. not the case when I was reading okay. cyclic yeah, yeah. as a teenager. And so obviously kids are wanting to read these things because kids are 
honestly really dealing with this now. Well, you know, this reminds me of, did you see the Mr. Rogers yes. documentary? Yeah. What the scene that blew me away and I saw it on oh, the back I of a chair. Oh, I think I know exactly what you're about to say. Okay. What, which one? What, what? I think it's when the kid uh, loses his like little thing in the washing machine. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly this. That's cichlet to me is when he got, when he raises his hand and he's like, but this, his little toy that like lost his, his limbs, lion. he asked this question to, to Fred Rogers and is like, is, but will that happen to us? Or well, no, 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 he didn't he even ask that. Fred no, it, knew that's it was what he a was test. asking. It, it was, was a test because the toddler to comes to up to him and says, the, the ear fell off my lion yeah. in the wash. Yeah. And Fred fucking Rogers yeah. said to him, isn't that weird how that sometimes our, our toys will do that in the wash? But how interesting is it that that, that doesn't, doesn't happen, happen to us? us? Yeah. And the kid's eyes got yep. huge. And he's like, my arm doesn't. Yep. And he runs through all the parts yeah. of his body that and he, they, he knows. Yeah. Of. And then they that group of kids let Fred into the circle. Like it That's was it. like, this guy isn't going to lie to us. Yeah. Like this guy is just going to talk to us like people. And, we're, and, you know, maybe there are some kids you can't talk to like people i don't right. know <laughs> there are some adults you can't talk to like people <laughs> so, so but, but good for fred rogers yeah and right good for, you know what that actually because i have always i've not been against it but it's it's clearly wasn't written for me yeah 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 and it's not and i've already dealt with my suicide and death issues yeah yeah <laughs> but kids haven't so i kids suppose haven't yeah so it was so the thing i read because it's controversial i read an article that said that basically with cichlet what it afforded a lot of people is the training wheels of dealing with real life because yeah. they compared it. This isn't my real comparison, but they compared it to like going from Narnia to Stephen King because that's really for a long time. That's what you would have to do. Like there was books for kids and right. then there was that dealt with the real, you know, that dealt with bigger worlds. And then Stephen King was where you would jump to. So it was almost, almost like training wheels in a way. Yeah, yeah. What this is, like, it's like, these are things that can happen. Right. This is how they're dealt with. And Right. And the thing is, is about fiction, I think traditionally, for me anyway, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the English degree to, to back yeah. it up. But yeah. um, is that it does make you get to live choices. It's yeah. fictionally, yeah. you get to go through other people's lives you and you're that. like, well, what? I wonder what I would do. Would right. I be like the hero or would I be like the coward? Right. And how did the coward deal with it in you're, the end? Yeah, you're troubleshooting your life. Yeah. And that's what I got, I think. You and know, that's when what I. Stories maybe are it, for. Yeah, I think so, exactly. Huh. I um, And it, it was so, it was such a blip. But when I was about like 11 or 12, they had found a tumor on my head. And, like, I knew what they were talking about. But, like, I was a kid to them, you know? Right, right. So when I saw, like, the words oncology at the at the hospital or, like, when I saw and I knew, like, you know, it was a very quick little blip. But it was so – I think it was, like, one of those moments – and everything was fine. They did right. it. Um, you know. You lived. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um, but it, I think it was one of those things where you, as a kid – I don't know. I think there are a lot of kids out there that people don't talk to and really bring in to, to tell them what's going on. And yeah. I have nieces. Um, I'm from Buffalo originally. and New York? Yes. Excellent. Buffalo, New York. Um, all my family's back there. Mm -hmm. My nieces are, you know, now young adults. Yep. So it's, I don't know, it's really important to me, I think, to talk to kids. Like, 
you know, I send them books all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, uh, and I've told the story before I used to send, um, I, well, I used to read everything that my nieces and nephews were reading mm-hmm. so that we'd have something to talk about besides a TV show I didn't want to watch. Yeah. Yep. And, Smart. um, and so I ended up, uh, reading a fair amount. Of, I read the Dragonlance series. Okay. I'm um, not which is, well, it's, it's essentially, uh, it's, it's just, uh, Sword and sorcery. It's a D and D. Okay. Uh, and yep. so it's sword and sorcery, uh, adventure stuff. The first nine are written the by a couple. Nine? Yeah. Interesting. And, right. And the following 10 yeah. are written by just other, they were like, we're done. And the publishers were like, <laughs> we're not. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I wonder that, like, <laughs> like, I wonder if you really get pigeonholed is what I imagine. Like, is Lurleen McDaniel in her basement right now? Just like, I can't kill I can't. any more kids. <laughs> I can't kill any more people. Yeah. But there's plenty more. If you still want to kill kids is the thing right now. Oh, this one is not supposed to be in here. This is just a book I got from the library. <laughs> Actually, there's two like that. <laughs> so, so, okay. So these are the new ones. So these are the new ones. There's a lot of that. Like if I stay, so, so I pulled this one, if I stay, um, and the fault in our stars, because both of, they made movies out of both of those. Oh, those yeah. These are pretty like young adult I've canon heard... at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, they really. What I think have is really tried, interesting. Have you read them or seen the movies? Yes, bo- yes, uh, movies and read for okay. both. Um, so something that I thought there's an interesting, in some ways, in the world of romance, because I think that the things that women are interested in reading and that the things women are voraciously reading just like don't get a fair shake because they're women's interest. And, but the truth is, is that what they are is contemporary fiction that tons of people are reading that Mm -hmm. tons of people are trying to get their hands on, but they're just considered these kind of like niche. They're lesser. They're lesser. Yeah. For, for all women's literature has been considered lesser forever. forever. And it's, um, in some ways, to quote, I can't remember if it's Mary or Pippin from The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice. It's good to be overlooked. Uh, because in some ways, the the literature could develop. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's for years, and we've had this conversation with other, with, I, with other guests, where the legitimizing of different genres, right? There's the legitimizing of science fiction. Mm -hmm. It is now a legitimate, considered a classical, you know, something that is real. Right. And um, the same with, to some extent, to mysteries and thrillers. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is also considered a little bubblegummy. Yeah. Right. And, and, and popcorn stuff like Jack Reacher and, and, and sort of mercenary cop vigilante. But I think like that idea of it being bubblegummy, like I think of science fiction. Um, I just read that like, uh, paleontology is experiencing like a golden age because of how many people who came of age during Jurassic Park. Yeah. And so, yes, it's like, okay, so you have this like science fiction story that inspired real world things, right? Mm -hmm. But in these quote unquote bubblegummy things where people are troubleshooting, um, like emotional and mental health. Yeah. Uh, like that are, that are considered women's interest in bubble. Like, 
I'm like, if everybody was as interested and aware of this, yep. it would solve a lot of problems. Right. Like I had Al Madrigal on. He was talking about the Jack Reacher novels. And he said it was a great way for him to deal with his anger issues. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. I also have an unsubstantiated belief that all guys who are huge fans of the Hulk uh, are, are dealing with anger issues. I mean, because they're always mad. Yeah. Because, yeah. They're always mad. And when they aren't mad, then they're Bruce Banner. And when they are mad, they're the Hulk. Yeah. And they feel out of control. And you're like, well, you got to read something besides the Hulk. I was then. like, I feel like we need to like organize like a big book exchange. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every, uh, there is yeah. one. <laughs> they do one? Yeah. Todd Mason's already doing that. Okay. No, great. No, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's great. I'm busy. So it's, I just like, I can't, no, and, and I can't it, buy the domain. <laughs> <laughs> and well, in Goodreads helps too. Actually, it that, does. That yeah, app is actually. I just so what we were talking about earlier, where I have so <laughs> here you'll love this. So I have kept a list since. Uh, honestly, this was since like a really bad breakup was when I started it. This is a list that I've kept on a Word doc of every book I've read since 2014, and I and I highlight the ones that I extra love. Right? Oh, interesting yeah. that you genuinely enjoy. That I genuinely enjoy. So when I was at, you know what? It, and I think this is when we actually met for the first time. Um, Emily Heller's Retirement Party for Men. Yeah. Andy Erickson, who's a comic. Yeah. Told, I had no idea what good was. She was on. She was. talked about unicorns. Oh, I love it. Why wouldn't she? She would. Exactly. Yeah. Um, love her. I, she told me about Goodreads and she was like, yeah. And then you go out and you write all the books you're reading. And I like, there was a, like my whole soul, like immediately was like terrified. I was like, people will, could see everything exactly. I'm reading. Yes. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going through. Yeah. Cause I love Goodreads, yeah. but I don't put most of the romance I novels <laughs> that I read yeah, in it, because- which isn't fair to the writers. No, it's, I was just thinking that I wasn't going to put, um, that I put, that I had read Lurleen McDaniel's book cause I was right. like, ah, it's embarrassing, but you know what? That's exactly what I should be doing. Right. Cause everyone needs to know they're not alone. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's weird. You know, I, I did, I do this joke and it's on the album and I feel bad about it because uh, I refer- I reference historical romance novels as poorly written mm. and poorly researched mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when the correct words I should have used were quickly written yes. and quickly researched. Because of the audience demand. Right. Like, they, yeah. You got to write. I was they reading want them fast. nonfiction. Yeah. Those people have to write for a year. They did. It's and they're all three hundred pages, yeah. right? And yeah. and I have been trying to write this romance novel, yeah. and um, oh, I just knocked the microphone. My book. It was uh, on my book list, so it's technically list. my fault. Mm-hmm. Well, and but the but it's it's such a. I mean, it, nothing is easy, right? Yeah. And yeah. even if you're writing, especially if you're trying to speak to children about suicide. <laughs> A toughie. It's, it's a. Tu- it's it, a. You, you really set the bar for yourself. You do. You're like, yeah. yeah. I just want to talk about. And you're like, well, why would you introduce Mick, who's clearly a likable kid? Yeah. yeah. And then you kill him because he didn't wear a bike yeah. helmet. You know what else is important about that? Before I forget, you're right. It's hard to fit this all in one hour. Yeah. In this book, she does a speech to her school at the end. Yeah. They ask her to, and she basically writes this really, really funny little speech where she's like this is um this little bow tie that mick got for his birthday he said it made him look like a dork this is this thing that his mom got or that our mom got us for christmas he said it made it look like a dork him look like a dork then she pulls out his helmet yeah still in the box the whole audience knows he's dead everybody gasps oh my god i just got i know right and she's like this is his bike helmet he said it made him look like a dork 
And I was like, it just like blew. It was like, it was like, I don't think I felt like that again until I watched Nanette. (laughs) I was like, I have been through on a ride. (laughs) Yeah, that is a, I mean, that, that, I mean, that is, I mean, everyone, I don't know what, like here, I, I grabbed a romance novel yeah. that I just read, and this is, is one that I would read for Christmas time because I just picked out this one for myself because I like to pick out some holiday reading. You like picking up a little Mr. holiday, Mister Dickens and his Carol, and his Carol. Yeah. So this is not yeah. a Christmas Carol, which well, I read for the first time like four or five years. I'm ago. listening to the audiobook right now nice. because I thought, you know, let's let's redo it for the season. But honestly, the audiobook's like. I, re- I regret not just reading it because yeah. there would be words in there that I'd be like, oh, let me look that up because I don't understand where we've actually heard a Christmas carol a lot. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, not an issue. So I picked this up because I thought it might be fun. But this, this is, is a charming comic, ultimately poignant story about the creation of the most famous Christmas tale ever written. I read it in a couple of ubulant, ubulant, E-B-U-L-L-I-E-N-T. I've seen a word. What a blurb word. Gajillion words. In a, yeah. Good job, Anthony Dorr. <laughs> oh, uh, Christmassy wrote, gulps. Um, what did he write? All, uh, all the light. All we the can light I- we cannot see. Yeah, yeah. I read that one. <laughs> oh I liked God. it. Yeah. You really will read. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is as I'll read almost anything, but you, I think, will read almost anything. Oh, I, I really will. Yeah. It's so, pretty amazing. And even okay. So this book, this, this book you just is actually novellas. I don't actually like oh. short stories or novellas very much. Okay. A lot of people. I used to. This used to be something I used to say. Yeah. There's two kinds of people in the world. People who read novels, people who read short stories. People who read fiction, people who read nonfiction. But now I'm trying to be all of those people. Yeah, yeah. I want to read nonfiction. Yep. I want to read uh, what is considered to be sort of uh, uh, the classics and, yep. and, and well-written literature. Do you know what one, I, one genre I love, I think, more than anything, hmm. is essay collections. Oh, they are, I mean... Like Sedaris and... Like, Sedaris was what first got me into the essay yeah. collection. Sloane Crossley's a female writer who's almost like Sedaris feeling, who there's one that she wrote called, like, I Was Told There Would Be Cake. And it's <laughs> it's on my top shelf. It's like a book oh. that really inspired me. Like, yeah, yeah. And I've written, like, I, you know, spent a couple months once, once just writing... Um, or like compiling essays that I'd written. Like, yeah. it's a dream in a way, you know? Right, right, to be one of those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've thought about it, too, because a lot of stand-up comics, their their memoirs are those things, Yeah, right. right. There's a ton. Like, yeah. I read How to Be Black by Baratunde yep. uh, Thurston. Yeah, I'm trying to think um, of some really good ones that I've... Did you read Kamau's new one? No, I haven't. Uh, Kamau's is essentially... It's sort of autobi- it's autobiographical. Yep. That's what those essays can be, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I love about it. Debbie Kamau Bell's actually is, is him learning... Um, just sort of how to be, you know, what what being him is like, which is what I think all of these things are. Yeah. And um, and I, but I like Sedaris, but I love Sarah Vall. You doing oh, any yeah. Sarah Vall? You know, what? Which uh, one would I? Uh, I I would I would recommend Assassination Vacation to okay. start out with. I don't think with. I've read that. Uh, and the wordy shipmates, they, they're best uh, okay. as audibles. Okay. Uh, uh, in in yeah. overdrive. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Okay. okay. So here we are. Mary Ballow, B-A-L-O-U-O-G-H, B-A-L-O-G-H. Now, she has written probably, it's got to be 60 books, and they're all historical romance novels, but they're not necessarily historically accurate. So it's a certain genre in the romance industry that I don't know, because that's what the book I'm writing is going to be in that Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, because it's... I've I've, acc- I've accidentally written myself out of a job, by the way, because I can't do the audible because I can't do accents. Uh, but Maria okay. might do the. Uh, oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah, which would be funny. Yeah, and then uh, she said she'd do it, but they haven't contacted. Yeah. So, um, 
Mary Ballow always has, and this fits into the sadlet or yep. the sicklet, yep. because the, uh, every single time somebody's either got a limp or <laughs> they're like they're recovering from the war, polio or something. Right, their yeah. little brother has Down syndrome, oh, it's, or yeah. um, uh, some other sort of mental illness yep. but they're made of love they're made of love or they're super short or they're super tall yeah or there's some some physical there's some trait a, yeah there's ailment a, there's yeah. an ailment or a physical problem yeah oh right like beauty and the beast like one yeah. guy got a, a, a thing blew up in his face uh and then other people look like angels but they're mm. wounded their souls oh, their are souls wounded. are wounded yeah, yeah. And okay what they need is they need a, a lady or a man depending yeah. on sure uh, it's almost a I don't know. I think it's entirely heterosexual, her romance yeah. novels. But she oh, she has the person lure them to their hand like a baby bird <laughs> with seeds upon their their palm. Which all, and, which was in the in movie Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> one of my favorite. Beauty and the Beast is one of my actually, favorite Disney movies because of the book stuff. Right. I skip to the part where he gives her the library every yes, time. That's exactly. all I care about. I like the first, the first <laughs> song and then the library song. Yeah. yeah I'm good. Yep. I'm in. Um, so I did – so I – Worked in real and still work in reality TV development. I did a project with romance authors. Okay, and I, it's like when I had learned about the world, it really blew my mind. And the women that I talked to and the things that they were telling me about this stuff that they were writing, they really took me through the process of like around 2010, 2011 um, is really when like Fifty Shades of Grey had first come out. And all of these women were in their basement, like, churning out these books, right? And then sending them to publishers, and right. they would be like, there's no audience for this. And then at the same time, it was like lightning struck, because you could put up your self-published book on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. And these women went from being, like, an x-ray technician to having $10 million in their bank account in a month. Right. <laughs> and then the publishers were banging down their door to, because they were like – Oh, we're sorry. Uh, hey, come back. Please come back. And then from there, I, what I think is so interesting about that world is that there – and I don't know if things have changed so much, but like I love the idea that anybody who believes there's an audience for the things they want to read yeah. can find that audience. Right. Like there is no, – like nothing makes me sleep tight at night like that <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, it is – essentially it is the definition of podcasting. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like right, with, and and I've I've said it before. Comic books, and um, and the granted publishers and the muckety mucks and the gatekeepers are finding our parts of the forest and trying to figure out a way to build gates around yeah, it. Yeah, they try to see if there is a broad or a general audience for those parts of the forest, and sometimes there are. Sometimes there are, and sometimes they're they're like, "We'll come to us, and we'll do it like we've done it for the last four hundred years." And you'll make even more money, and you do, and you don't yeah. make the money, right? Uh, and so then you try to go back. There is there's some there's something happening in Amazon self publishing where I read a very powerful article uh, about how you to game the system, yeah. Uh, and 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 there's there's well, drama and there's all these things. Th and that's why it's it's so to me it was so interesting because really the women who are selling those books are really selling their brand and them as authors and sort of access into their lives. Oh, and interesting. so, you know, when Facebook went from being just chronological to popular posts getting to the top, 
those women recognized that they could post or say something controversial or vulnerable or interesting or, you know, behind the scene pretend to like pick fights with each other. Basically, oh, like to, wrestling. Yeah, it was like wrestling, but it was about uh, it was romance a, novels yeah. or or whatever they're paranormal. Yeah, paranormal romance. When I read about that, I was like, "Whoa!" This is once I knew that was a thing. That's I was like, thing. "There's so much more," and oh, yeah. there was, and there is. Yeah, and but it is interesting because Mary Bello. I don't know if she herself is uh, bipolar or has some issues. Mm, I wonder. But she's super, she's incredibly empathetic. Yep. And it doesn't, you know, the good thing about a romance novel is it always ends good. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, is that true with the sick? The, the, no. Is there I, resolution Because yeah, I was thinking anything? about that. Like when you read a romance novel, it's just like the will they, won't they, and you secretly know the whole time that they will, and you just are there for it. And it's a happy ending, and you can like put it away. And when you read Cichlet, it's like, will she, won't she die? <laughs> and I think when you put that book away, and she did, but then you get to go into a bright, sunny day. Yeah. Like, it sort of puts you in a, like, there's a different so perspective. Is you it sometimes, is it first person? I have leukemia. Sometimes. Sometimes. Or, Some or are written like that. My sister has cancer. Yeah. There was one that I was like, when I, re- I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting this one. Uh, the, like some of them are so dark that I was like, is the like, is this okay? Is this a freaking guidebook? You yeah. Know? Like when her best friend Meg drinks a bottle of industrial strength cleaner alone in a motel room, what? Cody is understandably shocked and devastated. I read that and I'm like, didn't know you could drink cleaner and die. Uh, I mean, I did know, but if I was 13, I'm like, what is this? Like, would I like, give my niece this? Right. Because you're like, oh, oh I, because there, there's times when we all want to die. Yeah. Or, and I, Which I know is like a real tipper gore kind of answer to have, right? That I'm like, these kids are going to read this <laughs> and they're going to do it. Like, and I know. But have you ever tried to choke down cleaning solvent? I mean, that's the other thing is no, how, how are you, I mean, you can say that's how you can do it yeah. easy because uh, yeah. a lot of us don't have yeah. access to. Uh, too many of us have access to guns, but uh, uh, the the people don't ha- – it's hard to think of a – that's one of the things they ask you in suicide. Um, if you go in under suicide watch, I've, I haven't done it. Uh, nobody's ever caught me yeah. in a suicidal mode. Yeah. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. Just hasn't uh, come yeah. to this. But the first thing they ask is, do you have a plan? Mm-hmm. And um, – that plan sounds dumb. That's that plan <laughs> sounds like it's going to taste horrible, and yeah. you're not going to be able to finish it. You're going to get sick before right. you die. And this girl's dealing with the repercussions of a friend doing it, okay. right? And then this one is—I mean, this one is literally called. By the time you read this, I'll already be dead. Wait a minute! Oh my God! The the cover of this book. By the time you read this, I'll be dead. By Julie Ann Peters is doing a thing that in my fiction, it was it was who was my teacher? It wasn't Anne Lamott. It was literally like my fiction, my fiction writing teacher in college at the University of Wisconsin in 1985 or six was a who is a famous novelist now. Yeah, I know that. Okay, I was like, I know her, but right, Anne Lamott's huge. Yeah, it's but she's like that. Okay, I can't remember. Okay, because I can't remember anything. By the way, I'm sitting (laughs) with Jen O'Donnell. By the way, Jen (laughs) O'Donnell, just so you know. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. This is an ad for a women's online clothing store called Modcloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H. 
And here's my favorite thing about them. Vintage inspired. They have an in-house set of designers. They have a lot of signature styles, including hand-drawn prints. Get this, an inclusive size range that celebrates all women. I am an all women that is usually not celebrated. So, because I my body doesn't work where I can just buy anything and I'll look great. I loved modcloth.com. I picked up a pair of shoes. They're dress shoes. Uh, they were super cute. They're in navy. They're called Chelsea Crew Just Genius. But they have European sizing, so I did the, the conversion online. And they have everything from winter to spring. They even have swimwear. So they believe, and I think this is awesome, ModCloth believes fashion should celebrate all women. That's why they offer a full range of sizes, from extra, extra small to 4X. Got a question about the fit? Uh, you can email their stylists, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary sizing and styling help. So to get 15% off your purchase, go to ModCloth.com and enter code DORK at checkout. They, they even have accessories and gifts. It's a one-time use. Anything over 100 bucks, you get 15% off the whole order with code DORK. I, myself, picked up a, a cute top and a pair of shoes. All right, let's get back into the show. I have this to say about yeah. by the time you read this, I'll be dead. The 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 way it fades yeah. to the bottom. I mean, brilliant. The, the, in 1985, my fiction writer said, please, no suicide notes uh, mm. uh, because I get sad for you. And I get worried about you, and uh, I'm reading this on a Friday night. Right. So, and other than that, do not fade off with your writing where it just trails off because you've killed ellipses. yourself. It's the ellipses of a line. It's the, like, this is the graphic <laughs> embodiment, literally, of that. I mean, exactly. my boyfriend who does graphics would look at this and be like, oh, that's clever, you know? But nope. But I mean, don't do it. Dark, super dark. By the time you read this, I'm dead. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a lot. I have a thing that's a little less dark. Okay, if you, but it's a still it's still about cichlid, <laughs> though. So okay, this is like so niche and stupid. I think you'll appreciate it. Um, maybe like eight years ago, uh, some guy I follow on Twitter. I don't even. His name is Carrie O'Donnell. There's no relation to me. Oh, interesting. He's very funny, and I don't even know what his Twitter handle is. I just remember that his name is the same as mine. Yes. As mine. So. He had this tweet, and it just, like, killed me. And a friend of mine, I sent it to her, and it just said, I just sort of fell into Jody Picoult. <laughs> like, there's something that's so amusing about that to me. <laughs> so we've just, like, been texting each other this, like, tweet for a very long time, right? <laughs> like, who's Jody Picoult? Okay, so Jody Picoult is an author who's written hundreds and hundreds of books. She, like, the best, the one you, my sister's keeper, is probably okay. that yeah. was one that was I've made into it. a film. Okay, but Jodie Bacall is really like your um, who's like a grocery store uh, novelist Jude uh, Devereaux. Yeah, like yeah, like Whatever the gold embossed him. like letters. Nora uh, Roberts. Nora Roberts. There yeah. you go. She's sort of like a almost a, like a Nora Roberts type. Okay. Jodie Bacall is, and so how do you spell her last name? P i c c o u l t. I'll see it now. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, you're about to. So I. <laughs> So my friend and I text each other. I just fell. I just sort of fell into Jody Bacalt all the time. So one year for her birthday, and I still send these. Also, she's not going to listen to this podcast because I'm not going to tell her to. Right? She doesn't know that I'm the one sending her these, but she does. Oh, she's got to know. So it. I made a fake email address called the Bacalt Cult, and I. Have a, <laughs> 
<laughs> and I write a fake newsletter that I send to her every once in a while yeah. from Jody Bacall, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, like these are, this is just like some of her titles. You okay. know what I mean? And so these are, I brought some of my newsletters because I know that she won't hear me say right. that I'm sending the Bacolt cult. One time I signed her up for her birthday. Happy birthday. Congratulations. You're now in cult classics. <laughs> I just like keep making. <laughs> you keep making up more Yeah, and more. like whenever she's sad or something, I'll just like randomly send one. She knows it's me, you know. Right. Cult following, cult classics. I have a friend Sometimes like- Jody trivia I'll send on. Jody. <laughs> I have a friend who will Venmo somebody. Oh, I love um, that. Ten cents. Oh, that's and then literal. write on it. Uh, use the seven grand to get out of jail, <laughs> or like literally, we'll troll them. Yeah, yep, in publicly, in public. Yeah. Oh, public it I, just for fun. It's a great joke platform. Venmo. People don't take advantage of it like they should. Right. Venmo <laughs> is actually more fun to read than than Facebook. Oh, I love reading Venmo. <laughs> in my scroll. fiance, well, like we don't put anything publicly right. ever. And because I'm like, this is really like, do people realize how much people look at this? Or are we the only people who are looking at it? (laughs) No, no, you're not the only one looking at it. I love it. I think it's great. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I send the my Picult newsletter. Uh, if you would like and to sign up what, for it, what, <laughs> kind of. Uh, what is her? Um, so what does she write? The Jody Picult. She, I mean, Cichlet is one. Like she's, is she I mean, she's handle she, with care. Yeah, she's like. There's romance for sure. There's a lot of. It's kind of just contemporary fiction. It's not it, one that I like. She isn't somebody who I. It does, this and I don't want to sound like a snob, but like I'll read some of her books, but I'm not like. I'm no, not you're not going to read up. all of them. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to read all of them. Well, and that's the thing is there's um, there's books. I just tried to read. My mother-in-law uh, was getting a lot of free books at the Cancer Center. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of cichlid. Yeah. Uh, and they were just in baskets. And so she started reading a bunch yeah. of new authors, including like Goonie Bird, like weird um, Janet Ivanovich, mm, uh, a mm-hmm. guy named James Patterson. Oh, yeah. And uh, so she gave me, like, I have a stack of books behind you on the back of that thing. Yeah. And they are, um, and so, and and she, she's the one who got me into Jack Reacher. Okay. And so I'll read, and who is it? Uh, J.D. Robb? Yep. J.P. Robb? Uh, yeah. Something. There's I one of those. Over the- so James Patterson, I don't know if this is true, so I'm going to say it. Um <laughs> I read that he, or maybe I heard on a podcast that he basically has um, like a team of ghostwriters, well, and that's... they're and they're all women. Yeah, which I think is so interesting because if any of those women were like, "Here's my book," pro- like, "Here's my proposal," they'd be like, mm. "Nope." Yeah, he. I, that's one of the things that irritated me about it yeah. was the one that I tried to read of his. Uh, it was co-written. It, it said James Patterson yeah. and. Whatever, yeah. some woman. Well, that's good. At least she got her name well, in print. Well, and he always does that. It okay. was like, because he just wrote a mystery novel with Bill Clinton. Yes. Did you see yes. that? Yes, I did. And um, so, but I was reading it and I was like, oh, I think he's, you know what it feels like? And this is completely unjustified. So let me say it. Uh, James <laughs> Patterson, I feel like you're the Bill Maher of novels. Yeah. Where you always have a woman open for you. Because you want to say gross shit. Yeah, yeah. And or, and, and, and follow her and, and show her up. Yeah. And, and hope to. Well, yeah. I hope to. Well, you're going to get the chunk of the big, the bigger money. Yeah, you're going to get like that good meat. The bulk yeah. of the money. Yep. You're going to get the good spot. And 
you because there was a woman on the show, you'll look you're, good. You'll look good and yeah. be able to say anything because yep. you're like, look, I'm working with this woman's willing to she, work with me. Yeah, she's doing it. Louis C.K. has a new girlfriend. <laughs> somebody's somebody's willing to take. Wait, her. is that true? It is true, uh, I guess. And uh, but it's I mean, it, it, it can't possibly matter. Sure. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. He's not invited to Christmas. Yeah. So. Um, so like those types and even like, so Clive Clussler, do you know, or Cussler, do you yeah, know? They're I've like treasury, adventure type of books. Okay. I really, I voraciously read those at one okay. point. But like something that eventually I went through, I did the life-changing magic of tidying up and I I <laughs> ignored everything in that book. And then when I read, or no, I, I um there's a part where she's like, throw out your books. She's like, she's just like, she doesn't want you to have books. If you need them because you're a teacher, have them stored away. I'm like, this is, you're nuts. I threw you're it out. You're nuts. Yeah. So I, but then I was like, you know what? I should clean out my bookshelf. Yep. And what I ended up realizing that I did was I threw out pretty much every male canon author. <laughs> because ah. I realized I was reading like those Clive, Cussler, Clive Cussler's. And I had all of these books that were like, these are books that men who I was dating were like, that you got to read that book. <laughs> or like right. books that like would impress men. Or right. well, I have uh, like the the books that are in this room. Yeah, are mine and Andy's. Mm-hmm. Like that's all comic books and trade trade comics and stuff. But this is classics. What's left of what I think might impress somebody I read in college. Yeah, and you have um, to have like your trophy books. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to show. I have to show you my um you my brought, bookshelf picture. Oh, you brought some bookshelf pictures. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I don't know how much time we have. Well, it's a, it's we, a visible. We're, we st- you know, we get about ten minutes. It's, there's always time for a bookshelf picture, right? Hope. Right, right. But so it's it was so tough to me to say like, will I ever want this book again? And I try not to be very precious about it. No, because I, I got rid of a bunch of books. You, it's like it's yeah. a hard thing and I to took do. Them to, to, what was really offensive is that I took them to the Iliad to mm-hmm. sell them back, and they yeah. didn't want them. And I was like, well, Stop. somebody somebody would. Yeah. And then Andy has been trying to cull his comic book collection. It's our comic book collection, yeah. except for that I'm not allowed to touch it. <laughs> so it's got to be his comic book collection. And yeah. there's 6,000 comics in this yeah. house. and um, That's impressive. It's a lot of Tinder. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, but he went through and he pulled, he's got like 500 comic books in a long box that he's willing to sell. And he's like, these are all, these are all full series. They're worth something. And he doesn't talk like this. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Listen up. This is really sweet. This is really important. Awesome. And uh, and I and so we took it to our comic book store. And the the comic book guy was like, "I'll give you thirty bucks for the entire box." And he's like, "I just want a hundred dollars yeah. in comic book credit." And and Carl could he couldn't do it. And he he was couldn't like, do that. Look, because he's got a gajillion comic yeah, books. So I know it just seems unfortunate because it's like you know somebody out there wants that. Yeah. And and, and so I've been thinking, Jason Van Glass. He went through it and he was like, yeah, it's worth about 30 bucks. I'm sorry. And he does, he, he noodles around the internet. Non, he's a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he noodles around yeah, the internet yeah. looking for, uh, that, that's what he does for money. Like he, he buys right. and sells yeah. stuff on eBay. Okay. And so he actually knew right. that they were only worth like, And yeah, and exactly. So he's got it, like the time in the end. He's getting paid literally to do that. But right. it is, it's a whole, and then you're like, so one of my favorite things I don't know. I think most branches do this, but the Marvista Library that is my yes. library, um, where I watched the Insight Land this morning, what is, is very exciting. So the Insight mission left from um, JPL from the Jet Propulsion oh, Laboratory okay. in May. My name was on it. You can put your name on it. 
Jen O'Donnell. Yes. Did you get Jen O'Donnell without a number? After? Uh, the only just Jen O'Donnell? O'Donnell. Congratulations. It's the only one. I know. <laughs> you got into uh, a good early I could ground. probably come back and do a, a, a amateur space um, dorkdom. Sure. So I'm de- like, I have my pen right here for the insight. But so I went to the library, one, because I needed to get these books for this podcast. Right. And because they were doing the insight live, so you got to see like the live landing from JPL. Oh, that's cool. And they had a woman who used to work for NASA just like there. And everybody who showed up was, it was a woman. Thaler? No. Because um, she's done the dork t- for us. I grabbed her card. And um, she, Roseanne was her first name. Roseanne was her first name? As a, uh, Some of Andy's friends are genuine rocket scientists. Yeah. I mean, and they work at JPL. Does it blow yeah. your mind to talk to these people? Yeah. Because yeah. I turn into such a freak. Like I, my. <laughs> oh, I shut I up. I do. I, I turn into such a freak and I like want to know everything. And they're, I'm like. I hate when I sit down, like when I go to Buffalo, my family's like, tell us about comedy. How does it, I'm like, it, I dread it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't. And I'm like, do they hate me? Because I'm like, let's talk about your nine to five. Yeah. This whole dinner well, I, yeah, on maybe, Saturday. Maybe. But it's, um, I know that uh, I get, we game a lot. We play board mm-hmm. games and stuff yeah. with, um, with these, with these smarty magoos, yeah. right? So when you win and, and you so, win against a rocket scientist, mm-hmm. it probably is really, Bam. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but I, but I, event- I, sometimes I say things and yeah. one of my favorite things I ever said was to, uh, Andy, Andy's good friend from college, Judy Adler teaches physics, okay. uh, AP physics at, at, a at some high school here in the Los Angeles area. And, uh, so she's super smart and we we're all just sitting around and, and I said, have we learned how to control gravity? Right. And she just looked up from, she was making her decision on her yeah. board game. She goes, what? No, what? No, what? What are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's. <laughs> See, I think that I think they need us, honestly. Right? I think right. they do because we you know, things can come from those questions. <laughs> right. And those why ideas. Don't, why can't we control gravity? Why don't you get on that? Yeah, my dream job is to drive a bookmobile in a newly colonized planet. Like this is do you get to pick the books? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you remember I said I love books about books? Yeah. Because people who read books about books, like Little Paris Bookshop, um, I just read a book called People of the Book. <laughs> Are these I love fiction? books about... Uh, I love People of the Book is actually really interesting. That's important to oh, okay. find out good the to know. new door Okay, come. good to know. No, but this is hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So, pe- People of the Book is actually historical fiction, and it's really interesting. It's about... Um, a Jewish Bible being saved in um, the uh, where nineties uh, war. Um, help oh, me out. Oh, Bosnia. Uh, yeah, Bosnian war. Yeah, and it's about so it's a, based on this real story about this Bible being saved. Um, and but it's basically like a smart uh, Da Vinci Code that is a woman oh. hero. Yeah, yeah. It's re- I just finished it. Well. It was one of my recent ones. Yeah. Um, so I love books about books, and I love the idea of like, like Little Paris Bookshop is one of them. Like, what's that? Prescribing books. It's li- so I love Paris because I'm basic. I am a little bit basic. Oh, I've I've, and, I've been trying to go to Paris for a thousand years, and uh, I've mean, never been. I want to go. It's like it's Paris. I haven't been. I mean, I've been twice, but I haven't been anywhere else twice. If that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like. A, a books like a bookshop on a river. Okay. And the guy, basically, the idea is he's a pharmacist, mm-hmm. but for books. And like 
he will oh, recommend a book to you nice. to cure what else, you yes. know? And I love reading books about books. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> things like that, where there's like a certain reverence for books within a book, mm-hmm. it just makes you feel understood, I think. Right, right. It's nice. Yeah. All books. I mean, if, if, if you find the right book, yeah. you feel understood for almost the first time in your life. You do. And yeah. it's weird. It's, and it's why people love authors so much right. and probably yes. anthropomorphize them. Not that they aren't they people. Do. I mean, have you seen Misery? It's like, <laughs> I also love um, libraries to be around books. Like, yeah. Have you been to the Central Library downtown lately? Or at all? No. It's like it's a place I would recommend, especially like I'm freelance right now, yeah. and like I'm like maybe I'll go to an open mic tonight, and maybe I'll try to do something today yeah. besides apply for a job or like do something right. that I don't want to do. And like you go to a library, and it, there's something about it that just like is so inspiring because you're like I'm around all of like humankind's greatest. Um, or crappiest. Yeah. And, like and it, that's the best. It's that's everything. That's the best part. Yeah. Is that it's every, you're like, I don't want to know what your favorite NASCAR cars are. <laughs> yeah. But there is but a it's person. There if you want to find it. Yeah. There's a, there's somebody, I remember uh, when I was little, I was like, I'm going to read all the books at the library. Oh my and, God. I said that once. Yeah. I, but I said, I want to read all the books in the world. In the world. And then when I went to the Temple Library in mm-hmm. Dublin, I said this to one of my friends, Kelly O'Brien, also from Buffalo. <laughs> She, I go, you know, when I was younger, I thought I could read all the books in the world. And she whispers to me and she goes, but now you realize you can't. <laughs> but no, but she goes, because they're all in different languages. <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's, that's why. That is also part of that's the problem. That's why I can't do it. It's, uh, I couldn't even read all the books in the library in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. because a lot of them were about cars and I didn't care. Yeah. Have you been to that library lately? Yeah. Well, no, actually not in probably 10 years. You should go back. Yeah. I went back. So the I grew up on an island um, in between <laughs> Niagara Falls and Buffalo. What? Grand Island, New York. Okay. Um, I took a- One school. My mom's a lunch lady. Uh, one hotel. My sister runs it. My brother <laughs> drives the snow plow. You know, like it's a small town. Yeah, it is. One library. And I went just to like look because I was like, this is, these are the books that I, it's like the same librarian. Mm-hmm. Apparently, what I had looked at or what I read into is that you can donate books to your library. Yeah. So I went to check out their feminist section to see what they had. Didn't have a section. No section. Well, it's just, I think, I don't know, maybe people go to your hometown, look at that library and see if there's something to... Like if there's a gaping hole that yeah. you might want to fill yeah. and <laughs> with anything. Race car feminism. Race car you could feminism. Write that. I'm going to write could that be. book. There's, there's a race car ladies. There's yeah, women there are. racing cars. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Danica Patrick. There you go. She has a name. <laughs> um, so... Jen O'Donnell. Let's just remind people real quick. Yeah, here. it's okay. uh, Jen Odd. Jen Odd on Twitter. J E N O D D. Jen, Jen Odd one on Instagram. The no- the number. Jen O'Donnell Comedy dot com. Right. I have a podcast called Take Down the Patriarchy with Solange and Jen. Mm-hmm. I have a monthly all female stand up comedy show called The Ladies Room here in Los Angeles. Here at in three Los clubs. Angeles, three clubs, and I have a web series called The Internet According to Jen. That is going to be available at your uh Yeah, it's on you website. you'll find it on my website. I put it on YouTube. Disable yeah. the comments so that fourteen year old boys don't tell me to die. Right, right. Who needs here's Who needs you, it? You know what though? You could recommend a book for them. You could <laughs> be could. a pharmacist. I could. Here's a book. It's called book How about, to Kill Yourself by, a- for thirteen year old boys. <laughs> uh, that's awful. I don't mean to I mean No, no. 
<laughs> everyone knows that you do not seriously wish. Uh, I do not. Death but upon I could. Uh, give how about them... a bar of soap? How about that? <laughs> Here's some soap and a book about how to talk Wash about emotions. Your own mouth out, and then read this. <laughs> and um, all right, I think we. I think we got through all my. No- I had some history about the public library. You know, we probably won't get to it. <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I will. Sh- I'm going to show you some books when we hang up. Yeah, but when we hang up, you're right in front of me. <laughs> but under the mistletoe, Mary Ballow. I will say this is that always a crier, and then at the end of it, they both figure out. I mean, and she write the way she writes is so deliberate. Yeah, that that when she writes sadness, you're like. Okay, that's the tiniest fucking misunderstanding in the world that's been blown up into something enormous. Yeah. And then the resolution of it is cathartic. You still. To this day, yeah. it's cathartic. And uh, I read each and every one of those, and uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah. And um, She's speaking that truth to us. She's speaking the truth to us, and she's usually a good sport about yeah. it. She yeah, wants, yeah. You know, most of the romance novels I read are just about how, hey, why don't you not be a dick? And, uh, and it's like, I don't like, there's romance <laughs> novels where you're like, oh, I fell in love with this dick and then he's going to change because of yeah. it. Yep. And then always when they do, you're like, oh, I did not enjoy that book because that guy is not changing because yeah, he is a human. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they don't change, there's, I don't like it. Right. Because, then you're like, I don't want her to end up with him. Why well, did no, I, even... I, I had hopes for you. Yeah. And, uh, and yep. then is there a sequel yep. where she gets What's to meet next? some perfectly nice man who's just living his life yeah. and doesn't want to hurt your feelings. That's his whole, one of his whole things is he doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. Wow. And and I've just described Brian Regan. Uh, who, <laughs> but isn't that such a part? Like, that is women's fantasy. Yeah. Like, to some extent. Yeah, yeah. In a way, I mean, just like, uh, in a, like a man and who a has lot of, emotional intelligence is what we're writing romance novels about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is why a lot of guys read romance novels, too, because they're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know what? Yeah. There are actually a lot of men who read romance novels. And because I've been looking into this more and more. Yeah. And, I'm really hoping writing this romance novel doesn't ruin romance novels for me because I would uh, be genuinely because I, I get tend it. to read them in spurts, yeah, and then I read other kinds. And it's of books. your escape, but and now it's like a job or like right. a task. It's a task, yeah. a job, and I've been reading so many romance novels since Captain mm-hmm. Knobjob got mm-hmm. put into office <laughs> that I'm like, it's lasted longer than it's ever lasted before. Oh, like the, there spur- was, the streak has the streak has to get because you're like, this is what I use to get through. Still not through it. Still not through it. Yeah, and I'm like. Well, I'm kind of exhausted. Yeah. All this love. Yep. And uh, <laughs> may I recommend some uh, people some dealing sickness. with death <laughs> and illness. <laughs> All right, Jen O'Donnell. We're at an hour. Thank you so much. This for, has been fun. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?